I am Nico. Hey. Oh, am I the first one? I'm moving. What? Am I the first one? You're the here? first one. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> that is, oh, there you go. <laughs> More people. Um, I was gonna try to sit down because my energy is kind of low today, but that wasn't working. So. But I think I can do it this way. Here we go. Hi, everybody. <laughs> I love seeing all these faces. It makes me happy. Are you guys excited to talk about emails today? Is this exciting or is this like, oh, what do we have to talk about email? Just curious. Neutral. No one cares either way. <laughs> I was That's okay, dude. <laughs> um, my email list is something I horribly neglect. So I think it's good. So there's lots of ways to talk about building an email list, but I really wanted to focus today on habits because of that. Like, yeah, you can you can do all these things, but like, how can we make sure that it's constantly growing, getting bigger. Um, I know you guys know this, like this is not new information, but I still think the email list is one of the, the things that you have the most autonomy over, which is really kind of exciting because you never know what's happening with everything else. And so at least with emails, you have something that's yours. I think that's my favorite thing about it. And so it's worth not neglecting. And there's a lot of things that I will say, you know, we can just put that off till later. That's not the most important thing, but email list building, I feel like is important at just about any stage. So that's why I wanted to talk about it today. And if you have neglected it up until this point, great. That's where we're at today. And if you haven't, you've been building and building, building, great. That's where we are today. We're gonna continue to move forward. And hopefully some of the things that I'm gonna share with you today will be easy to implement so that you can make sure that from here on out, it becomes a priority. So I'm gonna turn off and I will also say, mm, there are exceptions. Maybe this is not the right time for you to work on your email list. Maybe it's not a high priority for you, but for the majority, I'd say it's a good thing to do. And does anybody not have an email list? No, everybody's at least got something where they can add people to. Cool. Um, while I'm kind of waiting for people to come in, I will just share. Um, I don't think that there is a wrong platform to host an email list like if you have one good you're doing great <laughs> but some of my favorite I've tried MailChimp it's not my favorite because I like to I like to be able to play with things and automate things like make things work for me and I MailChimp was not very intuitive for me to use 
Um, that being said, if you are using MailChimp, okay, just keep, keep going. I want this to be easy for you. Whatever works best for you, use it. Um, maybe you have a website platform where you have like email built into that. Great, use that. If you don't have one, ConvertKit has been my favorite as far as like beginner. Um, there's also one that I haven't used, but I've heard a lot of good things about. Can someone tell me what it's called? What is it called? It's very visual. Artists love it for that reason. Flowdesk. That's it. I love it. You're using Flowdesk. Okay, great. So that's another option for you. Um, the reason why I'm saying all this is not because I want you to get hung up in, well, is this platform better or that platform better? Um, but because if you don't have one, I want you to just go out and grab one of those and start. You can all flow desk, Jen, desk, like desk. Um, you can always switch platforms. I've switched three times and they're usually more than happy to do it for you because they want your business. So you can say, I don't want to use you anymore. I want to use you. Can you move all my stuff for me? Thank you. And they'll do it almost always. So you can't really get it wrong. Does anybody, okay. So I have my notes, of course, but I want to hear, are there, is there any anyone who came with specific questions in mind that you wanted answered. So hopefully we can make sure of that. Katie says, I like mail or light. Jen has a question. My question is for like regular people, I'm not talking about companies or art directors or anything like that, but like regular people, mm -hmm. should I segment my list? Should I just keep them all on one? Because I have, you know, an email list for my sewing patterns. Um, but do I want to put a separate email list together for my watercolor and stuff? Yes. Normally I would say don't segment, but those are pretty different. Mm -hmm. And so um, I think we've talked about before, like inviting your sewing list people over to the other side. And if they want, in, if they are interested in that, great. But if it was like, mm, I do photography and now I'm doing acrylic, I would not make a separate list. But for something that's like almost a completely different business, unless at the beginning you were saying, I send out this and this, and it's all encompassing, I probably would segment them. And I hate saying yes to that because that makes it more work. But in this one case, don't say yes. Miko, do you have a question? You look lovely, by the way. Very regal. So I, I, I use. Oh, sorry. Can I go? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, I, I use, Flex and um, it's a great platform. My question is. <laughs> Uh, You're breaking well, up yeah, really bad. I'm having a hard time understanding no, you. Um, monthly. Okay, mm -hmm. I'll speak very slow. Can you hear me? Yeah, I think it's your internet connection. So can it's kind of like in and out, but go ahead and try. Yeah. Okay. 
Okay. Why don't I write? I will write and then you can answer. Okay. I'll write work. in the chat. Okay. Well, it seems to be working now. So just go ahead. Let's try one more time. Okay. <laughs> We're not. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's weird. It's really glitchy today. Sorry. Um, just interrupt me if it if I stop. Um so I use Flowdesk and it's it's expensive. I've noticed that I pay $38 per month, Canadian dollar. And so my question is, you said you use ConvertKit. Do you pay monthly or anybody using a MailChimp or whatever? How much are you paying? Like, I don't want to pay because I only send maybe one or two emails mm -hmm. a month. And it's not like it's growing. The number is growing, right? Um, so I feel like, and I'm, I don't, I can, I reach maybe more than half of the people of all the people that's on the mail list, my mail list, but I don't think it's worth to pay like $38 per month for that. So ConvertKit, <laughs> I actually, I use Active Campaign now, but it's a little more advanced than I would recommend for anyone in here. Um, I pay about $150 a month. A month. I, a month. Okay. Yeah. I used to pay 30 for ConvertKit. Mm. So in my mind, it's worth it. Mm -hmm. Even if um, I don't make a direct sale off of the email, it's part of the, the bucket drops. And I think I've, I've expressed this before in other groups, but maybe not to all of these people. So I'm going to say it again. But like, if I'm doing a launch or something where I'm sending a lot of emails, even if I think none of the sales came directly from those emails because no one replied and hit click to buy or whatever, um, when people do buy, they will always reference the emails that I sent out. They'll say, well, you said this and that really resonated with me. So I know that those emails play a big part in converting mm -hmm. into sales, even if it doesn't feel directly attached. Right. So no matter what, I'm I'm paying for emails. Mm -hmm. That's just my opinion. Right. Um, why do you feel like it's not worth it? Out of curiosity. Maybe it's not. Well, I, I know, because uh, MailChimp, right, is free up until you have a certain number of sub subscribers. I don't think Flowdisk works that way. You pay monthly um, because my number is still very low and amount of email that I send out to my subscribers is still like once a month or twice a month. Um, yeah, again, there's no direct sales from it. And so, yeah, my mind goes like if there is no direct sales and yeah. who who's really reading it? Am I really giving values to them in their, in my email? If I am, then maybe $30, $38 is worth it. So it's probably, that's a good question. Maybe I don't see a value of, of mailing this. Like what am I doing? <laughs> so so it's really easy to see if it's not direct. It's really yeah. easy to like not think it's worth it if it's not direct, but the way I see it, and I don't, I don't like to say be all over the place because that 
is just too much. But if someone mm -hmm. sees you on their Instagram and then they get an email from you and then maybe you DM them, it's like you're showing up in all these different places, that has a lot of value just in itself as opposed okay. to I am just in this one place and that is the only place you see mm -hmm. me. It's like a, okay, almost, a, not almost, it is automatically a deeper connection to that person because you're kind mm -hmm. of like in all their purviews. Right. Oh, that's a great way to look at it. Yeah. I didn't think about that. But if you do want yeah. something cheaper, I, last time I saw, this was like a year ago, they may still do this, they may not, but ConvertKit was trying to compete with um, MailChimp. So I think they were doing free up to a thousand subscribers or a hundred subscribers or something mm. like that. So that could be okay. an option for you if you want to okay. switch for a while. But hopefully after this training, your list will be growing. And so... <sighs> It will, you will feel more value for that $38 and you wouldn't have to switch. Yeah, that's a good, that's a great place to be actually. So I want to be there rather than, you know, end up for a cheaper or free because it's free, right? Right. If you like Thanks. the, it's kind of like, it's kind of like a website. If you want to go all in to say Shopify because you know it's got the best back end and this and that but it's, I don't know, $30, $40 a month and you're not quite ready for it. It's almost like it motivates you to get more people viewing your website mm. and like building towards that rather than, well, I'm just going to stay small over here because yeah. it's $20 cheaper. Yeah. Yeah. It's true. So there's random thoughts on that. Anybody else have anything you want before we dive in. Ooh, lots of questions. Okay, Jess and then Katie. Um, not so much a question, but I guess just like a mindset around email that I have that is kind of attached to Amico, the conversation that you brought up, Amiko. Um, and I'm curious your thoughts on this, Jessica. Sure. Um, for me, okay, I'm really bad at sending them. <laughs> You, you gotta stop saying that. First of all, identity shift. Continue. <laughs> I am learning how to utilize email uh, more consistently. Uh, but the mindset I've had around it as well is that this is my um, this is my backup. It's my safety net. It's my insurance that I have a space where. I have contact information for my audience that mm -hmm. I have complete control over. I have ownership of this. I can directly contact them. And if something were to happen to my Instagram account tomorrow, I still have a core group of people that I can reach out to and have a way to communicate with them that um, I actually have control over. And that is like, so valuable um because I don't I don't control my Instagram I don't, and like my account has grown a lot I have a pretty big Instagram but it, and it's very helpful it's very valuable but I don't I'm very acutely aware that it could disappear tomorrow yeah and I have zero control over that and so email for me having like a good like paying monthly for a 
platform that I feel confident using when I do, whenever I do use it, even if that's like once every month or two, I'm fine paying for that because I know I'm like, okay, this is a reputable company, a reputable service. I have everything organized in there and I have the ability to utilize it when I'm ready. And just knowing that that's like my safety net is worth the investment for me. And that's kind of how I've seen it. And that's why I end up, that's why I pay for Flowdesk every month. Yeah. And like, similarly to that, if you need a, a different way to think about it, like I have two people that I pay to help me with my business and I pay them for a certain amount of hours every month. And I don't use all of those hours every single month, but having the, the capacity and the ability to say, I need extra help, I can reach out and get it is worth paying for, for me. So very similarly to what she was saying with the, I may not be using it all the time, but I can, I can go anytime I want and I can go use it. And that's more of a, it's on me than a problem with the $38. And I'm okay with having that extra space. Like if I don't want to send an, an email this month, Okay, but it'll be there next month when I'm ready. I don't know. I I appreciate that perspective, Jess. What about you, Katie? What were you wanted to say or ask? I had a question about um, adding people to your email list. I feel like it used to be like if somebody bought something from you, you could add them to your list. But I remember another conversation that you had where it was like, well, you have to specifically get there permission, which yeah. makes them a more interested person on your list. Um, but I've noticed that stores add me all the time when I haven't given my permission to be, I haven't checked the box or something, you know, and then they start sending me things like bigger company. Not okay. So there was probably fine print that you didn't read. And also not everyone follows the rules. Right. And it's been a while since I reviewed all the legal leads. I, a couple of years ago, took some workshops in it just to like try to wrap my head around it, but I am not the expert. Disclaimer. But I will say being on the safe side, always a good idea. And I think a lot of time, I think the, the big deal a couple of years ago was mostly with European clients or European people, people across the pond who, um, you had to like really explicitly say you're joining my email list. You had to check something. Um, Natalie knows what I'm talking about. I don't remember all the ins and outs of it, but just to be safe, like, let's just be safe. Um, and no one's going to be pissed. You're asking permission. No one's going to be like, how dare you? Like it's, it's just, it's good customer service to say, hey, would you like to? Well, and, and I feel I, like maybe your list is a little smaller, but it then you really have the true fans on your list, the people that were like, yes, I definitely want to be on your list instead of people that were kind of like, oh, maybe, maybe not. For sure. It's similar to Instagram. When you have a really <laughs> small Instagram, your numbers are way higher. So like if you have 200 people on there, you might still get 50 likes. Whereas if you have 2000 people on there, you're probably going to get those same 50 likes. Like as it grows, 
people are less and less uh, engaged, right? Which is not necessarily a bad thing. It's just part of the part of the thing. But smaller is really good, and bigger is really good. Like it, in every stage, there is a really good thing about that stage. Okay, I have another question. If you have time, um, sure. It's about so legally, you're supposed to put your your um, address in the bottom of so like your like email you. which i do um but like i've heard some people say for, for privacy you can rent a p.o box you know but that's like mm. 300 dollars a year or something and it's like nobody's gonna make yeah, anything it's about 300 so i guess i'm I curious do, if anybody I else a p.o box with my husband because neither of us care uh, but also like I don't know. I, I just feel like putting my address in there at this point in my business is probably funky. I probably didn't, I don't think I got the PO box until two or three years ago. And I've been doing this for probably six or seven now. So. Well, like right now, my email list is mostly, it's a lot of people that I know, or I've met in person and I'm kind of like, okay, I, I don't feel like nervous about having my address listed on there. Yeah. But at some point I feel like I, maybe I should switch over. It's just, I'm hesitant to spend like the $300 a year for a PO box, just kind of in name only, like, you know, I'm not really going to be getting mail there or anything. Right. This is kind of one of those future problems. Like right now you feel okay about it. So let's just stay where we're at. And then as soon as you're like, mm, I'm not okay with this anymore, then we'd spend the $300 okay. when it becomes enough of a discomfort for you, then it's time to go get a PO box. That's a good point. Yeah. So let's see. Do I have is on that? Is that the yeah, so is to get I a got PO mine. Box? I have my PO box down here. Any emails I send out to my list, it includes that on there. Okay. What were you saying, Jess? Is this the thing? Is that the only solution for it? Because so what the I the only one I know of. What I ended up doing, I just put like the city. I left out my ad because it's my home address and I'm at the point where I super not don't want to put that out there. Um, mm -hmm. Well, if Flowdesk will let you do that, they I mean, do. it might be fudging the rules, but don't ask me. I didn't say yes. Okay. No, prob very likely no one will come after me for that. I I'm mean, like who cares? <laughs> Who really. cares? But I did read there is some kind of fine or something like legally. I, I mean, I imagine there would be tons of people to go after if they really enforce that. But yeah. And I doubt anyone on my email list is going to like, I would rather risk that than like pay for a PO box at this point. Yeah, exactly. It's like, where do you want to gamble? Yeah. Um, do you want to gamble yeah. the $300 every year? What feels less risky to you and what are you what are you willing to put up with or what are you willing to uh risk I guess is the best way to put that okay so let's jump in so we make sure we have plenty of time I'm also going to start off by saying like everything else I teach these are not the sexiest 
they're the most effective. I will choose effective over sexy all day, every day. So just know that. Um, trying to close this out so I can see. Oh, well, whatever. Uh, I'm going to share my screen. All right, so you guys know the first one and the second one probably, but I am going to very explicitly say it here because I want them to become habits for you. Yeah? Okay, so who has done, and I expect hopefully to see everyone's hand raised for this, but who has filled out the ideal art buyer circle map thing? Hold on, I can't see everybody. I think everyone's raising their hand, mostly. Okay. So when we are filling out that circle, essentially what we're doing is we're looking for where are the places we can find our ideal art buyers. There, right here. As you fill out those places, you will, certain names will come to mind. And maybe they come to mind now, and maybe they come to mind later. And hopefully you have a list of these people started already that will grow over time. But just knowing that they exist in your mind isn't enough. We got to start engaging them. Yeah. Maybe they know what you do, maybe they don't. So we've got to let them know. So the first habit is telling people after you identify an ideal art buyer steps let's go for steps starting a conversation with them asking what they've been up to telling them what you've been up to and if they show interest joining your email list so for each for the conversation starters and the tell them what you've been up to with your art those are linked to little lessons if you need a refresher on how to do those things. But what I would recommend, because you probably haven't done this yet, is starting small. Like, can I make that the thing that I do during a nurture month? Can I go through my list? Can that be one of my habits that I do that month? Can I go through my list and see, okay, who's on there? start a conversation, ask what they've been up to, tell them what you've been up to, ask if they wanna be on your email list if they show interest. So we're not just spamming people. We're not gonna like make a mass email with all of their names on there and say, hey, so-and-so join my email list, which you could do. Really, you could do that. And probably some people would say, yeah, sure, I'd like to join. But if we have the opportunity to build that connection and to make them opt in and say, yes, please, I'd like more, why wouldn't we take that? It's more work than sending out a mass email. It's also way more effective, both in how many people are going to sign up. I'd say at least 50% will probably sign up. And then also, if you got an email from me, it was obviously to more than just me or to more than just you, you would feel differently than if I reached out and said, hey, Lexi, what you up to? I haven't seen you in a while. It's really good 
to hear from you. Like, I saw that you had a baby. She's so cute. What have you been up to? Tell me a little, tell me what's going on with you. I miss you. Like, that's a whole different vibe, right? More work? Yes. But if more work leads to, I'm going to say results, I kind of hate the word results, but more results, more signups for your email list, more people feeling connected to you and reminded what you do and now staying in the loop through your emails, that's worth every penny of that effort. So that's habit one. Online invitations. Also, another thing that we could do for online invitations is after we identify a lead, both the hand raisers and the lurkers, saying something like, this is gonna sound familiar. Hey name, this may or may not be for you, but I wanted to share with you because, why do you wanna share it with them? And I will say, um, I worked with, I don't know if I should say who it is or not. I worked with one of you recently on your messaging. And so I used you as an example throughout this whole thing. So you can kind of see how to do this. But, so hey name, this may, may, may or not, may, can't talk, may or may not be for you, but I wanted to share it with you because of X. Um, I have a newsletter where I send out art and messages to hopefully inspire people not just to survive, but to thrive. Do you have any interest in being added? If you don't know how to say what you do like that, um, you can go down to, I put it down here, but move it up. In the content method one that I teach, I teach to find like your three main topics and then like what you'd like to say about that. And when you do that, you can start to pull out like, why am I really making my art? How can I put this into a sentence or two? Um, So the person who did this, you know who you are. If, if it's okay, if I mention you and share your thing, let me know. And if not, that's okay too. I wouldn't mind. If I can. Okay, thank you. Uh, uh, um, do I still have it pulled up? I don't. So we went through with Natalie and did her, she, we actually came up with two topics, not three for her, which is fine. Um, but we talked about not just surviving, um, but taking up space and thriving. And some of the things that she wanted to talk about around those were, if I can feel better, anyone can, hope can become your friend. Um, I survived because my cats needed me. Um, I can take up more space than I need, as much space as I want. Wanting and thriving takes courage. I felt unworthy, but now I know I was wrong. Like she makes art that is about people and animals. And like, she might not have pulled all that out if she hadn't taken the time to go through and see, what do I, how do I want to inspire people? What do I want to share with the world? What do I want my art to say? Why do I care about all of these things? And so just by taking 
I think it took 20 minutes or so for us to go through and do that. Um, but you can start to like really pull out what people might connect with about your message. And when you do that, all of this becomes a lot more um, effective, connectable, as opposed to just saying, hey, I send out emails, do you want them? You're saying, hey, here's what I talk about. Do you wanna hear more about that? So I haven't actually done this. something else I can help with? I haven't ever done this process with Jess, but I remember, maybe we've done it years ago, I don't know. But she's always talking about um, practicing what you want to do and how arts and beauty equals courage. And like, those are kind of her core messages. And so instead of what I had said there, maybe, maybe she would say something like, I have a newsletter where I send out art and messages about how beauty equals rebellion or how by valuing beauty, we can be rebels against whatever you want to say there. Do you have any interest in being added? So that's a whole lot more interesting than I just have a newsletter. I want to stop for a second. Maybe I have questions. Do you, do you see how by pulling out like one little thing you want to talk about, it can be a lot easier to share your newsletter. I see some nods and some faces that look maybe confused. Jen, we had talked about, just a second, let me go and I'll get you just next. Um, but Jen, we had talked about, I don't feel like my art is anything. It's just like, I love animals. But then we talked about it a little bit more and it was like, can you summarize what we talked about? I'm trying to remember exactly what we said. So we came to the conclusion that for me, animals meant love and especially unconditional right. love. That's what it was, unconditional love. I sent out, I create art about animals and sent out messages about unconditional love. Do you have any interest in getting my newsletter? So it can be really simple. Like we don't have to overthink this. You probably will. You probably will overanalyze it. But as soon as you notice yourself doing that, like just stop. The first answer was good. <laughs> we can start with that. We can edit it later as we go and as we see what people respond to. But like just have one little phrase to get you started. Amika, what were you going to say? Um, my question is, um, so I, 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 kind of write why I create art in my in, on my Instagram post, but make it into a really nice and short compact version so that um, because that that there's more there are more people for me there than on mailing list. So mm -hmm. my question is, yeah, I, I, I can approach to my uh, ideal buyers and say, hey, this is what I write, would you like to be on my mailing list? But my thing is, Maybe because I haven't put values on my what I write in my email, because I do that on Instagram. How do I differentiate like what I write on Instagram and then mailing list and then make being on the mailing list is actually a benefit for them, <laughs> some more yeah. value to them? Because it's it's almost the same. Or maybe I could write more on my mailing list, but then not not necessarily content rich because I I do that already on Instagram. 
but yeah, so. Okay, so here's what, what, you, what I, what I, I want to say. <laughs> yeah. When I'm scrolling Instagram, which isn't mm. very often, but I pretty much only get reels from people. Well, I get my core people up oh. at the top. And then after that, right. I get reels from people I don't know. If I find one that's interesting, I go into their feed and I see like, how much do they repeat or talk about that thing that I showed interest in? If it's just once, I'm not following. If I see it over and over and over and over, I'm like, you're my people. I know what I'm going to get from you. I'm going to follow you. I want more of that from that person. So I'm going to follow them. It's the same with the newsletter. If I think they're going to give me something totally different in the newsletter, I'm not going to sign up for it. I want the thing that they're sharing. I, I want more of that. So the right. actually, the more you repeat, the more value people get out of it. Huh. Which sounds counterintuitive. And I, if you had told me that, I don't know, some amount of time ago, I wouldn't have believed you. But I've oh. noticed that as I've been doing this with people's uh, random reels that are popping up, I'm like, I want to see the same thing. I don't want a big variety. I want consistency. If I don't get it, I don't want to follow you. That is interesting. Notice that and see if you do that too. Yeah, just the building trust. Exactly. No, yeah, I, I do that. I do that. I follow contents that give me the same thing. Because mm-hmm. that's where that's what that's where my core values are, I guess, right? That's right. where my true interests are. So you want to get more of that rather than different variety of different things. Great impact. Thank you. That's that's very helpful. Yeah. You're welcome. More, more so right. thanks. You ask like, should I make it longer? What you can. Whatever. Mm. It could be written instead of video. It could be that you could copy and paste. I don't care because they're probably not seeing it on Instagram anyway, because Mm-hmm. I think I checked something this morning. I have, I don't know, 4,000 followers and I checked a post and it was seen by 600. That's very small. What is that? Mm-hmm. And sure, that might be reflective of my content. That might be reflective of the algorithm. That might be, who, who cares what it's reflective of really? Mm-hmm. But only 600 mm-hmm. people saw it out of 4,000. Mm-hmm. What is that? I don't know. 20% or less. I can't do math. Somebody else do it. <laughs> okay. So those were two habits for online invitations. Like I said, very unsexy. Like, can you give me something else? Like I want, I want it to automate and I want it to be awesome and shiny and bells and whistles. You can, but it doesn't work as well. It takes longer to work. Um, It takes more time and effort to get those things to work. At some point in your journey with me, that might be the thing to do. It might be to create a lead magnet and like put it on your website and see how well it converts and all of that. And that's great. Or to make a bunch of pins and put them on Pinterest and make them work all the time. Yeah, that, that might be great too, but this is how you're going to get your true fans on your email list. And that's what we care about the most. Like let's foundation it. If you don't have more than, I don't know, a thousand, fifteen hundred, two thousand people on your email list already. These are the things you need to be doing. Okay. 
Number two habit is in-person invitations. So someone told me the other day that they had an event and they put out a piece of paper, but it was just kind of chaos and no one really signed up for anything because there was just so much going on. That would be an example of a passive invitation is having a piece of paper on a table and saying that says sign up for my newsletter. You might get a couple on there, sure. But like we talked about before, if we have a conversation with someone and say, here's what I offer and would you like to be on it? And like actually making a invitation, that's much more inviting than them just having to say, okay, sign me up to be your friend. Like, would you rather someone say, would you like to come with me? Or would you rather like get a text to a bunch of different people that says, anybody who wants to come, see you there invitations are a way of connecting with people even if it's not come see me in person come to my thing an invitation to an email list is also an invitation it's hey do you want to come deeper with me so think about this like literally the word invitation is important here it's not just join my email list it's an invitation so I put a couple of different little scripts in here for you. So for an event, you might say something like, hey, before you go, I have this thing you might like since we were talking about X. My newsletters have more of that and um, more about my art and messages to hopefully inspire people to not just survive, but to thrive. Do you have any interest in being added? We're asking for consent again. We're not saying, hey, join my list. We're saying, would you like to? Here's what it is. Would you like to come with me? If not, that's okay. A different example of that is when you're talking about someone or about your art with someone, which hopefully everyone has been practicing since we've been doing money now. Yes, a little bit, a little bit. I know at least some of you have. Some of you are avoiding eye contact. <laughs> Just uh, you might say, hey, would you have any interest in receiving my newsletter? I send it out monthly. It's about my art and my overall message is this. Do you have any interest in being added? So we're waiting for them to show some sort of interest. And if they don't, maybe we ask them, maybe we don't. We kind of use our, our gut feeling or intuition there. But if they show interest, we need to invite them. We don't want to cut them out. If they, if they want to know more, we need to give them more. So we need to give them that invitation. Yeah, we're not bothering them. We're not tricking them. We're not twisting their arm. Can I ask you a question? <laughs> I have lots of questions. That's okay. Um, so when you invite them like that, like, would you like to be on my mailing list? I, the, the one thing I don't, I can't see myself doing that is because every time I say something, for example, on my Instagram, like sign up for my newsletter, right? And I make a link you know, that you can click and then it goes to whatever. And that usually just to my website mm -hmm. where they can, they will, I think when they go to my website, maybe in 10 seconds later, or when they go through like one third of my web, uh, website, the pop that the little thing pops up and say, Hey, sign up for my newsletter. Do you, 
for me, that's like an extra step for them to take. So I have a feeling they don't do that even like, you know, I, do you make a list? Do you make a link for them so that they can directly go to where they can sign up for your newsletter? Great no. question. Mm-hmm. I don't ask them to go anywhere. I say, do you want to be on it? Great. Give me your email address. I'll put it on for you. Oh, uh, okay. Like for all of these, except for one, <laughs> that is what I would do. Like, do you want, oh, you do? Okay, write your email on this piece of paper. I'll get it taken care of for you. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Even if you're like, I don't know, just casually talking to somebody in the grocery line. I'm making right. this up. And they're like, oh, that's so interesting. Blah, 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 blah. And somehow you've gotten to what you do. Do you want to be on my newsletter? Uh, let me grab this receipt. Mm. I'll fill it out for you. If you give them, let's say a business card and you're like, well, there's my business card. And right there, there's a website you can go to. And once you yeah. do that, then you'll scroll down halfway and then a thing will pop up. It's not going to happen. No, no, it's not going to happen. I, Cause I won't do it either. So. No, I wouldn't do it either. <laughs> Even if I really was interested and really would like to hear what they have to say, I'm not going to do that. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Make it easy for them. Okay. Got it. Great question. Thank you you for asking it. Um, Habit number three. All right. We've got one semi sexy. Jessica. Just one. Sorry. Yes. It's okay. Who had a thing? Agnes. Sorry. Can I say something? Yeah. Regarding that, um, my email list is pretty small. I am trying to build it. And what I have done last week, I actually uh, did a, I went to the Instagram story and I just invited the people and I told them that I would love to have them uh, in my email family. And I gave them two options just to drop up the email and I will add them. And then on the second like uh, story, it was to go to directly to my website. And I think like four people, they gave me the email address and maybe uh-huh. two went to the website. So yeah, but I was still shocked that <laughs> someone uh, signed up without having anything you know any freebies or nothing so that's that may work too and uh, when I did um, other at Perry, the festival so I uh, made a QR code uh, like pretty big one and I was having it on my wall and I was just you know if someone were interested I was going together with the people and they were scanning it and signing up in front of me so that's that's something to consider maybe I don't know. Yeah, yeah. that's, that's totally yeah. also a good yeah. option. Like you're going mm-hmm. with them. You're making it happen. Yes, together. yes, yes. I was making sure that it will happen there. Yes. Yeah. Instead uh-huh. of because I didn't have any place to actually have a, you know, piece of paper or oh, piece of paper I was having. But, you know, I think it was they loved that. <laughs> Many people there were, oh, wow. Yeah, yeah, I will do it. And so, yeah. 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 Definitely. That was just the idea to share. Mm-hmm. Two thumbs up. I like, I like it. Thank you for yeah. sharing. Um, okay. So number three is website testing. And this is going to depend how much this is going to actually do anything for you is going to depend on how many people are visiting your website to begin with. So if you have 10 people visiting your website a month, this isn't going to be the most effective use of your time. But if maybe you're getting up to a hundred or a thousand or more is better. 
but you can use this anytime, just thinking it doesn't take that long. So even if you don't have that many website visitors, it still might be worth doing. You could do it, well, I can do it in probably 15 minutes. You'll get faster at it as you go. But essentially what you do monthly, say first of the month, is you go and look and see how many email signups did I get from my website? How many visitors visited that page? And you divide it and then you get an opt-in percentage. So let's say uh, you got two email signups for that page and you had 100 visitors, which is really pretty normal, about 2%. You can work your way up. You can get more than that, but one to 3% kind of industry average for signups from your website. So once you have your opt-in percentage, let's say it's 2.3. Um, we're gonna look at last month. Was last month higher or lower than 2.3? Hold on, let's back up. I wanna make sure that I'm being very clear here. So the first time you do it, you are just looking for a baseline opt-in percentage. So the first time you do it, you might do six months. How many email signups have I gotten from my website? And six months, how many people have visited that page? And then we can get our, our starting place. And then we're gonna take whatever we have. Like Amiko says, she has a pop-up once you scroll halfway down. So we're gonna take that and we're gonna change one thing about it. It might be the messaging on the box. It might be the type. We might change it from a pop-up to a banner. It might be the image that we include in that pop-up. It might be the colors or fonts we're using. We're just gonna pick one thing to change. Then the next month we're gonna come back. So that was real quick, right? We got our number, we looked at what we have and we changed one thing. Next month, we're gonna come back. April 1st, and we're gonna see the same thing. Does somebody have a question or somebody just talking? Okay. Um, sorry, brain. We're gonna see, okay. How many people visited that page? How many opt-ins did I get? What is my percentage now? If it was 2.3 before, maybe it's 4.6 now. We're like, ooh. That was a good, really good change. We're gonna keep that change. So instead of having a pop-up, we've now got a banner. Great. We know banners work better than pop-ups for us. So then this month, we're gonna keep the banner and we're gonna change one thing about the message. At the end of the month, we're gonna come back and see was it higher or lower than 4.6%? If it was lower, we're gonna change back to the message we had before. We're gonna keep the banner and we're maybe gonna test a different message or we're gonna change the color or we're gonna add an image or we're gonna try different fonts. So it's just like changing one thing at a time to see does this increase or decrease my opt-in percentage rate. Um, some things, most things aren't gonna make much difference, but you don't know what they are until you test them. Then every once in a while, I'll find something that makes a big difference. This, this has been two things that I've found for me that have like greatly increased 
my opt-in percentage. One was putting my form. Well, it used to be above the fold. I made it too long. <laughs> above the fold means when you go to that page, you can see this before you do any scrolling. When I had it above the fold, it went up from like 5% to 10%. So this used to be just something that said, yay, something fun, pretty picture, whatever. And then below that, there was an opt-in right here. When I moved it from here to here, 5% difference. That's huge. Considering one to 3% opt-in rate is industry standard. Yeah. The other thing that made a big difference for me was going from like inside of a page to a pop-up. Pop-ups, I don't love pop-ups. I think they're kind of annoying, but my percentage went up so much when I changed from inside the page to a pop-up that I was like, eh, I can be a little annoying. It's fine. By doing this, we're just trying to optimize on what we are already, people that are already coming to us. So we want to make it as easy as possible for them to sign up. If right now, I bet a bunch of you have your opt-in at the very bottom of your homepage. We have to like scroll, 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 scroll. Oh, there it is way down there. It's probably not converting very well. So let's, even though you're trying to be less annoying, I get it. What's more valuable to you? Getting people to sign up for your email list or keeping it where you feel comfortable with it being at the bottom. I know, I give you a sexy one and then you're like, no, don't make me do that. <laughs> Anybody have any questions about that? Was I clear? Did you understand that process? It's pretty simple. Yeah. Okay, so that was habit number three. Habit number four is similar to what Agnes was talking about. Here's what I'm sending out tomorrow. Give them a little teaser of it. Say, if you want all of it, DM me, I'll make sure you get it. I also noticed um, another client was doing a launch this week and said, okay, the everybody who's on my email list, you get it a little bit earlier, kind of like, you know, most of us do, uh, but she made sure to say it out loud in her stories. And then a couple minutes later, she came back and said, some of you have told me you didn't get the email. So if you wanna get it, make sure you drop your email where, wherever and I'll personally send it to you. So it's, it's just that, that personal touch to it. So this might look like, let me see if I can find an email from one of you. It'd be a different inbox. Hold up. Natalie sent me. Oh, that's a different Natalie. Just kidding. <laughs> I have way too many emails, by the way. Okay, Laura. Is Laura here? No, that's okay. I can use her as an example anyway. Okay, so Laura said, Hey, Jessica, happy International Women's Day. This morning, I was getting ready and thinking about the significance of this day and all the inspiring women I've had the honor of painting. 
Um, as I was applying liquid eyeliner, the following words tumbled into my brain so fast I had to stop everything and write them down. I want to foster a spirit of sisterhood among women through art and stories so we can help each other heal and grow. It's like the universe wanted to deliver my passion and purpose in one neat little paragraph as a gift today, and I'm so grateful. And then she keeps going for a little bit. So for that, I might say something like, um, I was putting on my eyeliner yesterday and all of a sudden I felt like the universe gave me this little paragraph about how to deliver my passion and purpose um, in a nice neat little box. And it was so cool. And this experience was, you know, something I, I don't normally have. And I wrote an email about it. And if you want to get it, be sure to send me your email address and I will send it along. I'm sending it out tomorrow. So just a little teaser about what it's about. And do you want to hear the rest of the story? I'll tell it to you. If you send out bi-monthly emails, the habit becomes doing that twice a month. Easy habit. Habits are easy. It's just doing them because you're like, is this going to do anything? Sometimes they will. Sometimes they won't. That's why it's a habit. Because if you consistently do it, you will, let's say 50% of the time, it works and 50% of the time, nothing happens. But if you do it anyway, this person's going to stop. And this person's going to go a little bit up, 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 a little bit up. That's what a habit is. It's like those 1%, 2% increases over time. And eventually you're at, I've doubled my email list compared to this other person who's like, I don't know if it's worth it. I'm not going to do it. And they stay where they're at. That's, that's why I think habits are sexy. Yes? Questions so far? Got two more, three more things for you. Ooh, it's 11. I'm have to speed up. That's okay. All right. I was going to touch on, like, if you want to have a freebie today, but I think instead I'm just going to make a training about it a recorded like 10, 15 minute thing and send it out. And then you guys can ask me questions in Slack. So I'm gonna finish off with these two since we're technically already at time and I wanna respect your time. Uh, but these are habits, quote unquote, that you can just do once, but by proxy, it will just keep going out. So your email signature, you can put something underneath like, does everybody have an email signature or no? I'm curious. No. Okay. So from now on, anytime you send an email to anybody, you have an email signature and they get to hear about, oh, by the way, I make art. Whether or even if it's to your mailman, you never know. Your mailman might be interested. You're just throwing that little, hey, just by the way. So You'll have your, mine says XOXO, Jessica Craddock, the Artist Market Co. And then it has a little phrase under that. Something like, I create art to inspire people to not just survive, but to thrive. I've learned that if I feel better daily, anyone can. Check out my art and sign up for my newsletter at, here's my website. Or you could say, if you're interested in being, if you're interested in finding out more about my art, 
hit reply and I'll send you a link. Like you can make that whatever you want. You can test it. So it could be, hey, you go do it. Or it could be, hey, let's chat. I'd like to talk to you about this. Um, the other thing that we can do, who has a welcome email go out when they sign up for your email list? One, two, three, four, five, six. Okay, about half. Uh, it's not wrong or right if you do or don't. I'm not going to fault you if you don't. It's great if you do. Um, but one way that we can utilize that welcome email is by putting a PS in there. So you can have, you know, I'm a big fan of the real talk. So we're not just going to like try to put something fancy schmancy in there. We're going to like tell them for real what's happening. My goal is to share what I do with as many as people as possible because number one, helps me continue making art. And two, I want to create and inspire people to not just survive, but thrive. Do you know anyone who needs more reminders to take up space? If so, it would mean the world to me if you forwarded this email to them. And then if they're interested in receiving more of them, they can sign up here. So you put a little link right there. So then when it's forwarded, that person has a place to go to sign up for more emails. Because obviously someone thought of them. And so they're probably going to show a little bit more interest. It's like um, someone recommends someone to you. You're going to take a little bit more time on that person's website looking around than if you had just randomly stumbled across them. If someone's already made that connection of, I think you and this person should know more about each other. It's a, it's a pretty good way to get your name out there. Um, if you don't have a welcome email, I have an example template that you can use. It's right here. Um, also that content method that we were talking about to kind of, I use that same message throughout all of these examples. If you don't have one, I would like for you to get one. Um, it doesn't take that much time. It might take an hour of your day, uh, but in the consistent income for artists curriculum, it's under content method one. It's called the three topics. It looks something like, Well, it's gone now, <laughs> but I showed it to you earlier. It was that little spreadsheet that we had done with Natalie where there was the two and then the color blocks over there. Um, does anybody have any questions or comments about any of that? And which one or ones do you think you will try to implement first? Or are you like, none of them, those were stupid. I hate them all. Go ahead. Um, so email signature, is it, I never used this before. Is it, where do you put it again? Sorry, can you remind me? So if you use like, Gmail or Outlook or whatever for your personal inbox. I'm not talking about your emails uh, that go out and your newsletter. I'm talking about you personally sending emails, having mm -hmm. a signature there. If you don't know how to do that, just Google <laughs> Gmail email signature right. or Hotmail yes. email signature. Right, right. 
do you do you put that in your personal email account as well so I do. Also, for example you you use that email to to send out you know to your kids parents you know there's a school thing and then your personal email always shows up that or it's just a business email you use um i use my business email for everything my personal email has become my newsletter inbox oh. <laughs> So I think just using my, because my email address uses my website, I think that that mm. in itself is valuable. Just like, what is that? What does she do? I stalk people every now and again, like, what do they do? Oh, they have their URL on there. I'm going to go check. Um, but every time I open up an email from my quote unquote personal email box, um, it has this on there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, great. Thank you. I'll You're welcome. That. Yeah. Uh, who's gonna, Alexa was gonna say something, I think. Yes, uh, thank you for the training. I'm really bad for like meeting someone or an acquaintance and I'll say I'm an artist and what I do and they're like, oh, well, that's cool. But I never make that next step of, I send out newsletters, would you be interested? Like, I think that's a great idea. Well, you may not, I could be wrong, but you may not have always said, here's what I do either. You made that a habit. Yeah, that's so true. Now this is like building on that habit. You made it a habit of telling people what you do, which is awesome. Mm -hmm. Now let's <laughs> add the next step on there. Would you like to like get in on it? So you got this. Good job. Anybody else? If you don't want to talk, that's fine. But I would like at least like to hear like drop in the chat. I'll use one, two, three, or four for all of them or none of them out of curiosity. And then I'll let you guys go. But I'm holding you hostage until then. <laughs> oh, look, there's a lot of chat. I do have a landing page and that works for me. What was that in reference to? I'm not sure. Love, are you still here? No. Jen said, my tagline for sewing patterns is hand my goodness for little ones with big imaginations. That's cute. I like that. Um, except I feel like you have said something like, I don't want to just have it for kids. We'll chat about it. Mailer Light is free up to a thousand subscribers and then about 10 to $15 as your list grows. Great. Nico says, I'm going to use a teaser on social media and an email signature. Jen says, I'm going to make a new list for my paintings and send out an email to my sewing list, asking them to subscribe and ask if they're interested. Great. Um, if you can, maybe you don't know anyone on that list and maybe you do. That might be a good place to identify some ideal art buyers and make invitations to them as well as the overarching, would you like to? Megan says, I've kept personal and business email separate for so long, so I need to add my signature and links. My signup is in the footer of my webpage. How's that working for you? Not good. What are you gonna switch it to? First, what's your first test? 
I have two different landing pages, but I think they're both below the fold because I put too much stuff above it to explain what they were going to get. Um, mm -hmm. And then I had a pop-up for a while, like a polite pop-up thing that had, um, so I have to see if that's even a thing anymore on my template and then, um, or move it up. <laughs> well, also like I'm assuming that you are assuming you don't actually know your numbers about like what's the conversion rate is that true it's very very it's non-existent well, but do you know that yeah you assume it is okay so the reason why i'm pointing this out is because like a lot of people say it's not working but maybe it actually is maybe you only get five people to your website a month but one of them signs up that's 20 percent sure Woohoo! So it's, it has to do with the number of people who are coming as well, not just how many signups happen, which is why I had you turn it into a percentage. Okay. Case that I need to actually send emails at all. So um, Casey, we just talked about this, right? You've already, you're already creating all of the stuff. We're going to send it out as emails now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So I'll be going back to the worksheet to go through the steps. I'm also going to go through the emails on MailChimp that are on there, but not subscribed. Okay, great. I think it's for people who have bought from you, but not signed up. Yeah. Anytime you have someone who's bought from you and isn't on your email list, that is a excellent opportunity to make an invitation. I'm going to work on getting my sign up and a banner on my website and then test pop up. Great. I like the personal invitations. Katie, ding, 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 you win. I like the personal invitations because <laughs> that's the most effective one. Any email signature idea? I don't know how to make a landing page or a pop-up. I need to figure it out. It's pretty easy. What website are you using? Uh, Shopify. I haven't ever made one in Shopify, but they're such a good platform. I assume it's easy. I'm sure Jeff says, yes. I've got something. I, I guess I wasn't clear if I do it through my email provider or through my... Um, website you, let you do it um so i haven't done it with with shopify specifically actually you know what i think i have they have like an automatic i think i selected an option where people when they purchase something they can sign up for the newsletter yeah and i think i have like a checkbox for that but i don't have any kind of pop-up um i'm pretty sure they have a way I haven't done it, but I'm sure that they have a way you can do that. And all you have to do is put the, like the email that you are, I think. You have to connect your. Yeah, you can connect email your. Email provider email. with the website. And mm -hmm. then usually you can make different things, forms and pop-ups. Sure. Okay. I haven't done it, but a little bit of YouTube. Search. How do I connect yeah. MailerLite to Shopify? Okay, yeah. little investigation. Yeah. Jen says I was surprised last week and I looked at my sign up. I knew it was about four fifty, and now it's five eighty two. That's awesome, Jen. Thanks. I have Shopify. I'll try to personally invite people and try to send my emails more often. Great. That wasn't even a habit we touched on with sending emails more often. 
But yes, once they're on your list, let's send some emails. I'm not going to make you send them all the time unless it's one of our strategies. But if I get an email from someone a year later after I sign up, I'm like, I don't know who you are. And I'm probably going to subscribe. So we want to at least send a couple a year at the minimum. Can everybody commit to at least a couple a year? One a quarter. Okay. More than that is more better, but I'll take one a quarter if nothing else. All right. Thanks, everybody, for coming. Um, I will, in the next week or so, get that other training about um, having an opt-in recorded. If you are, I actually didn't want to talk about that because I wanted you guys to do these habits as opposed to getting hung up about, I have to make an opt-in and I have to make it perfect and it has to be just the right thing. And what is it? And I have to figure it out and then I have to make it blah, blah, blah. Opt-ins are great and all, but I'd rather you start implementing the habits. So start working on the habits, whatever you committed to in the chat. Try to do that over the next week or two. I will send, I will give you the information and you can use it at the appropriate time. Okay, sound good? Yeah. If you have questions about mailing list habits in Slack for everyone, not just consistent income Goldilocks people, there is a Slack channel that says monthly focus list habits. You can ask questions in that channel about anything related to this and I will be happy to answer them for you. Yeah? Okay, cool. Talk soon, everybody. Bye.